Good evening, my fellow patriots. Let me mess with my sounds here. You're tuned in to the Thursday night edition of the Melanated Rebel News Network, broadcasting to you live out of the beautiful and historic city of Charleston, South Carolina. I'm your host, the voice of the silent majority, the battle cry of the patriot, the rage of the conservative, the wrath of the deplorable, and I'm energized by the spirit of revolution. I am the melanated rebel, the spirit of Christmas addicts, resurrected Ricky Manor. I want to start by thanking all of my patriots for coming out tonight. I want to thank all of you who donated to the cash apps. You guys helped me eat the cost of this equipment and uh, helped me deliver to you a quality broadcast. Also, I want to thank my beautiful, hardworking, patriotic sister who works behind the scenes, Melissa Foster of M Foster Creations for putting this website together, mrnewsnetwork.com. Anytime you want to see Ricky Manor unfiltered, come to mrnewsnetwork.com, a place that us patriots have a safe space to say what the fuck we want to say without worried about getting banned for what the fuck we say. Also, you can upload your short videos there as well. You extended that same freedom to say what the fuck is on your mind, mrnewsnetwork.com. And if you're looking for a good night's sleep, you can go to www.mypillow.com. Use the discount code MRNN and get 28% off of your first purchase. And let me go ahead and greet my patriots tonight. Let's see who we got here. We got men like gods. We have Lisa D. What's up, girl? What's up, James Edwards? What's up, country living? What's up, queen, beautiful girl? What's up, Paul Clark? Let's see. We got P1 Dizzy. You're so cool. Did I get everybody? What's up, Red Dawn? What's up, Sarah Fisher? Maddie Brown, Tracy Gilbert, Anonymous. Anybody I miss? 6WL. Okay. MNA. Anybody else I miss? Good, good evening, everyone. We're going to get this party started. I'm not going to be too long. Let's see. I have to be our chat probably pop off and on, but I'll be on. Get your work done. Get your work done. Everybody get your work done. Let's see. Yes. And if you really want to know who Rod Dawson is, let me go ahead and blow that up a little bit bigger there. What's up, Amanda Johnston? How you doing? I'm going to take you by surprise and make you realize, Amanda. I'm going to say it right away. I can't wait another day, Amanda. Special guest tonight, we have Rod Dawson. And after tonight, if you want to hear what this brother has to say, you're going to go to vid.ancreport.com or social.ancreport.com and uh, get your ear filled with some knowledge. Uh, Rod Dawson is my special guest tonight. I want to give thanks to Rod Dawson because let me tell you something. Without Rod Dawson, I wouldn't have been able to broadcast live from D.C. and give you got, give you all that stuff that I gave you from up there as well as um, – the cool part about Rod Dawson, him and my buddy Robbie, they know a lot about what's going on in the Middle East. So I kind of feel like I'm flying, you know, solo or flying in the blind when I talk about stuff that's going on in the Middle East. I reached out to Rod today and I was like, dude, I need some help on this, man. Because um, my, you know, my my ears were filled up with this news source, that news source. I went over and got some news sources overseas. They're starting to corrupt that, too. So. Let's go ahead and uh, without further ado, you may have met this guy before. If you haven't, be ready to have your mind blown. I'm going to 
introduce him here, streaming live from Japan. Rod Dawson, what's good? Get ready Rod? to get triggered. We got some knowledge bombs. Yes, <laughs> I love your intro, dude. That was so cool. I especially like the end there where you're on fire in DC. You did your impersonation of a ginger stepping out at high noon. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes. I had looking a, good. Yeah, I tried. To, hey, I gotta say too, you're looking a lot better than uh way back in the day on Tommy Sotomayor's show. Uh physically, mentally, everything. You look like a new man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I was I was bloated up back then, man. I do the weight loss Wednesdays. Didn't get a chance to do it this week though, because times have been kind of hectic nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, doing a schedule to try to do this. I kind of do this while I'm, you know, working and whatnot, try to put notes together here, there, you know, talking points and then try well, to it's hard it. to get to gyms and stuff with the uh, constant overreaction to Rona, you know, the, all the chicken littles running around their mask holes and say, and be afraid of your own shadow. The, oh, the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that go, man. Now there's a point oh 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 three percent chance you know, <laughs> that people over seventy might have a problem. Man, These they fucking man, they took me off air for like two weeks uh, back in December for talking about it. I was like, "What?" I was mm -hmm. like, "But I didn't give any medically incorrect information. I was just asking questions, and that was enough for them to say, I, nope, two weeks." And I'm like, "Fuck!" And it hit me at the same time as TikTok took me off for two weeks. I'm like, this well, your is TikTok was substantial and they just gave you the shaft. All, all it takes is like a gang of four or five people just go around like, I don't like this. I'm going to flag this. And that's it. It's like these little, it's like the jerk just screaming mom on the playground. That's right. uh, that's your fact checkers and stuff. They banned Rand Paul, a senator and a doctor who quoted the CDC back to them that a lot of masks people are wearing aren't the, the you know the highly the regulated ones or whatever. They're like, oh, you can't just wear bandanas and stuff anymore. It's like I have an idea. Turn your TV off and go outside. COVID solved. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, the way they got me on TikTok, man, I'm sitting up here like, well, I just got to one million, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, it just kept going every day, and it was it was a dopamine high because every time I log into that app, I see where. 3,000, 4,000, 10,000 people follow me. And I'm like, it makes you feel like a fucking celebrity. And then I went on there one day and it was like, um, I said something about the Proud Boys. This dude was on there talking about, yeah, you Proud Boys, y'all want to burn down a church, blah, 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 come to Harlem. And Thank I was you like, burn the church down. Yeah, I said, actually burned the church down in DC. Yeah, I was like, but hold on, the Proud Boys didn't do this. I said, uh, why don't you get a chance to go out and reach out to your Proud Boys and see if this was really true? Because if you've done that, then you'd probably have a better dialogue than listening to what the news have to say. Well, they, you know, the now the president and th thief has said that the Proud Boys is a bunch of white supremacists, and it, it never was. No. It was almost a joke organization. Gavin McGinnis got behind it, and it was just sort of the counterbalance to Antifa. Antifa's a bunch of terrorists, and they call them just an idea. These people annexed six blocks of Seattle all summer long. Look the at what Chad, they did the chop, or whatever they called it. Look I know. It, I mean, like they, they did in Kenosha, like what they did in Portland, like what they did in Minnesota. They're just looting, burning. I mean, they look like the the Taliban out there. 
they do like the Taliban. Take, like, taking over territory, except it wasn't theirs. Right. And then on top of that, it was like when I was in D.C. And, you know, I, I, I took the videos off of YouTube and put them on the website. And uh, because I know that it would have been a matter of time that YouTube would have been petty and would have went back because they, they fucking MR News Network. Yep. MRNewsNetwork.com. I, I put those videos up to actually show people, listen, the Proud Boys ain't who you think they are. What white supremacist group would have me sitting there chilling with them with other members that look like me? Mm hmm. Would the skinheads be able to do that? I mean, if they want no. to talk about real white supremacist uh, supremacist groups, these guys right here, do y'all think that these guys would have me hanging out with them? Unlikely. These guys, <laughs> do you think they'd be hanging? No, they, they'd, they'd kill my ass. Me That's too. exactly what would happen. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool with these guys. No, the fuck you ain't. <laughs> so it's like uh, when they get to talking all that BS that comes on the TV nowadays, and the only thing I was trying but to But you do can was, hardly see a group more white than Antifa. <laughs> Man, let me let me show let me show you this picture because I even did this picture one time and I was like, y'all show me how many black people you see in this picture. Uh this is a Black Lives Matter protest in Washington, right. D.C. How many black people do you see in this picture here? I see one, two, three, three. Uh two. Where's the third one? The third one's in the back over there with his arms folded out taking a selfie. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, that's pretty uh it's pretty white. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it kind of almost looked like a Blexit meeting. It looked white as a hockey team. Yeah, it looked like a Blexit gathering. You got three black people there. (laughs) (laughs) Except for these guys are on the left. And, you know, uh, Candace Owens' crew, they claim they'd be on the right. But I don't even buy into the titles anymore, especially after I had to come back to a full circle of things of my my way of thought. You know how I got banned off Twitter is Osaka Naomi Naomi, – and Black Lives Matter had me kicked off because they had this giant rally in Japan. And I thought, why the fuck is BLM in Japan? We don't have police abuse to minorities or anybody else. They just wanted to march around because you needed a cause, you know. And I got called a Nazi and all this stuff just because I was like, hey, don't let this degenerate into looting or I'm going ham. Nobody's breaking windows, whatever. They can't and pull they, they, I talk so anyway. much shit. They're like, we're going to beat your ass to kill you, all this crap. So I went out there with my HK Egerton uh, and Confederate flag shirt. I wore a MAGA hat, and I don't even <laughs> like Trump. I just did that to trigger him. And they were they were scared to even talk to me. Like, <laughs> I was like, you were so brave online. And then I post that video on Twitter, which made him look like a bunch of you know beta pussies. So they had to get me banned. Like, he was threatening us. I was like, really? Me by myself was threatening like thousands of people. Right. If you had <laughs> a badge back. on, if you had a badge and a uh, and a baton, they'd be ready to fight you. No, they weren't going <laughs> to fight anybody. This is the most decrepit bunch of betas they've ever seen. It was like, and it was almost no black people because one, it's Japan, but like it was all just like white liberals and a, a few token Asian girlfriends or whatever. Like all the black there, there were some black people baby. there, but they, it was like they I don't know. <laughs> all the all the black people on the Marine Corps and Navy base over there. They're not, you know, out anybody out. with it, with you know testosterone in triple digits or more is uh you know probably in the army or the navy, like yeah, or the navy, not in the army, but they just this was all just beta as far as you could see. You could look at them and know who's an antifa or BLM because they just all look all fucking decrepit and just physically weak. 
before we get into the uh the root of everything tonight i want to ask have you ever seen this chick before um she when she found out who i was she ran like hell for me because she used to like bicker with me in chat rooms and whatnot and you know this chick here rubia garcia don't recognize her well she's like this uh pro-black white chick and she was up in uh dc when we were up there and freaking the guys that was with her got arrested she didn't get arrested i'm like see this is that bullshit i'm talking about right here and i called her out privilege yeah, she kicked me out of, I mean, because she used to keep me around just to like go back and forth with me. But when I brought that fact out, it, it was like kicking her in the nuts. Like these black people got arrested. You up there rebel rousing. You out of jail. They're sitting in jail. You from a rich family. Why don't you go get them out of jail? Mm-hmm. They were there because of you. They they donate money to you. They simp for you. They fucking do all this shit for you. They attack me for you. You know it's like saying? everybody around Richard Spencer got arrested except for him. Right. He was the most well-known person in Charlottesville. Nothing happened to that rich boy, but all the people around him are still in jail. And what happened to, uh, what is it? And Richard Spencer, he's like, you yeah, He's know, still on Twitter. Yeah, and why aren't they talking he gets about interviewed him? gets interviewed on CNN. You're like, <clears throat> Fed? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, why are they talking <laughs> about him being a white supremacist, which he truly is a white supremacist. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he's a hardcore leftist, too. Like, he's a pro biden and all that he's pro israel like come on it's a fed well the way i look at it there's no difference between this person here rubia garcia and these people here because they both say the same thing whenever you talk to them you know what i'm saying so if you take rubia garcia and you sit her in a room with what did i do with that picture are those white supremacists. But if you was to put them in the room together, they're both saying the same thing. And it's a very sickening thing that they say. And it's kind of like... You know, it's true. The radical left and right both define people by biology. Right. This and this is one and the same. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because if you think about it, these people say the same thing. You'll never make it in this world because you're black. And... To me, I'm like, they I just both feel like them. they're above you and have to help you or separate from you, but they don't look at you as equal. Right. And that's just why I don't deal with either one of them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's the point? But, you know, breaking it down to the video tonight that I want to discuss with you, because you did a video, you did a, a documentary on 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of them, yep. Now, your theory was that the United States knew this was going to happen. Well, when you say the United States, there were there was faction within the U.S. that was working with uh, Al-Qaeda, for sure. Like the Bush family. I mean, they helped create Al-Qaeda in the first place. That's a fact. <laughs> and you had, you had the Saudi state, and this is admitted by our own FBI. They just don't do anything about it. This the state, because there's a state sponsor of Al-Qaeda, and we're a sponsor of Saudi Arabia, but you had the Saudi state through what would be the equivalent of the head of the CIA of Saudi Arabia, the top get agent, was Bandar Bush, uh, who retires yeah, September 10th. <laughs> right? But right. Bandar Bush and Princess Haifa were sending money directly well, they were sending them to 9-11 hijackers through a couple conduits. And they gave them logistical support. 
and I major logistical support, like bought them a house, lived with them, got them to flight school, drove them places, got them a car, got them plane tickets, paid for everything. They did trained. not do that. They well, now the U.S. flight schools trained them, <laughs> but uh, a lot of these flight schools, these dinky flight schools, if you trace it back, were involved in Iran Contra, moving drugs around, sending guns into Nicaragua, and then uh, of course cocaine and stuff is coming back right? right and that's bush bushes and clinton's both involved in ran contra and that was another incident where we pretended like oh yeah we hate the contras we would never finance the contras and yet covertly we were the whole time same right. as isis and, and same uh, as al-qaeda and oliver north took the heat for all that shit yeah but it didn't work like he ran for president later <laughs> He's right. like, yeah, I did it. So what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they called this man a hero because he took the heat off of fucking Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, yeah, well, he took the heat off of Bush Senior too because a lot of that was run out of the vice president's office. Right. Reagan was kind of well, he needed that plausible deniability. Like you, you got to insulate Reagan. He does. He doesn't want to know. You know, he's like the CIA does what it does, and it doesn't get back to the president. That's the whole point of part. Uh, Compartmentalizing is like you do it, and it's all on you if it falls apart. But it fell apart, and it was a major trial. It was as big as the OJ trial for the 90s generation. Oh, yeah. Where you had Oliver North is in Poindexter, and these people getting on there and testifying. And you find out this whole fucking time, and we killed, oh, you know. It resulted in the deaths of about twenty to thirty thousand people in Nicaragua with the Contras fighting Santinistas, and we were pretending to be against the Contras and on the Santinistas side, but the whole time they were covertly supporting the Contras, and they were paying for this off the books operation through black market funds, part of which was from illegal narcotics trafficking, and the other part was contraband. Uh, to Iran that Israel was uh, the middleman for. And the most so. noise we heard about this whole transaction, right, was Ricky Freeway, Freeway Ross. That's the noise we heard on the state side. Yeah, we Freeway Ricky Ross. Well, it's called Iran-Contra. And you're like, wait a minute. Isn't this a fight in Nicaragua? What the fuck's Iran got to do with it? Why are they in the title? And that's because of the large uh, sums of money that the CIA was making by sending contraband to Iran mm -hmm. through Israel. But then we find out later another large chunk was coming from the narcotics traffic. And it's hilarious because this is the Just Say No administration, right? right? And they're bringing cocaine in to L.A., like through Ricky Ross. They're bringing and crack and they're bringing coke in to New Orleans and Miami or the other hot spots. Oh, yeah. They've been doing that. Like Barry Seal had been get, bringing things to uh, Louisiana for a while. They, used, they started with the heroin trade even before Iran Contra. They were doing that with uh, Yarl Lorex and Star Furniture was a front company bringing um, drugs in from Honduras, opium, coke, all that. And um, they had a governor there, O.K. Allen, who would pardon a lot of the mafiosa that in charge of the di distribution end of the drugs. And Sam Carolla was one of these guys. And these are the sort of the just the generation right before the more famous high point of the mob of Meyer Lansky and 
Traficante and and those people, Capone and and all those. So, and those are the guys involved in killing Kennedy and da da da. da. So, you you know the part that gets me the 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 most about this is that. You know, nowadays, especially with this election or this past election, we have people talking about we need another 1776. Right. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Um, this same thing happened back in 2000. We need another 1861. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing happened, you know, under our noses. And it's kind of like to me and, you know, people may people feel different about me when I put this on uh, when I had put this out today. But. This is our these are chickens coming home to roost. We knew that this government had some blatant corruption in it, but we were comfortable because we were getting something out of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, you look at two years ago, three years ago, they started policing the Internet heavy. Now yeah. you can't say what you want to say anymore. They want to everybody's Ryan Dawson. Now I've, I've been dealing with that since like 2005. But um, in the last three years, Everybody I know, like in this, in these circles, they're all gone. YouTube gone, TikTok gone, Twitter gone, Facebook gone. Uh, if you haven't got a thirty-day ban on Facebook, and then, and the other thing about Facebook and Twitter, it's retroactive. You may have written something in two thousand nine that somebody doesn't like, or posted a picture, a meme during the meme war, and it's like you're gone because. Uh, and it's like, well, that wasn't against the rules when I posted it, though. You're retroactively enforcing 30-day bans, and there's no one you can talk to. There's no one to appeal to. There's no. It's just they're judge, jury, and executioner. And a lot of people's right. businesses and just w the way they talk to their family and stuff was through Facebook or through Twitter. And they give you the axe, and they don't give a shit what happens to you financially or socially. It's like, you offended me. Or, or, or even better. It doesn't offend me, but I think that might offend someone else. So we're going to tell you get canceled. You know, like, it's always for someone else, not me. It's, it's for this, for the lesser than thou. You know, but that's you how know, they think of minorities. You know the the crazy part about that? They did the same thing to me on here on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I wake up one morning and I got an email saying that I got a two week ban from YouTube because of something I said back in October. Yeah. And I'm like, are you are you shitting me? I know how it is. <laughs> something I said in October, like this was October. So I, what I've done was all of my old videos, the ones that I just for the sake of argument. Mine was banned was for the one of the strikes I got when they I just lost a channel of eighty one thousand followers for a video from 2019. What? And then they asked me on. Uh, January 26th of 2021. Well, see, the thing and the video had been deleted already. I'm like, but I already deleted that video thinking, you know, someone's going to screech. So my friend called me the N-word. He said it. He called me the N-word. And I was, I don't care about that. It didn't even make sense. I just laughed. And I was like, <laughs> dude, he was drunk. And I was like, you can't say that. Even you can't say that in any context because it just, you just can't. You know, it's like it's weird because you they will support human trafficking and pedophilia and war propaganda and lies, starvation, torture. But the word, you know, don't say that. Yes, yeah, you, you know, the crazy part is when I was uh, listening, something really hit me hit home last night when I was uh, 
listening to like these different politicians after I got finished broadcasting. I'm like, okay, we got 2022 coming up and everybody's saying the same thing. Al Qaeda attacked us. And I'm like, wait a minute. The person that I want to get behind is the one who says, let's look into what happened that day. Mm -hmm. Well, don't sit back and feed me. Al Qaeda attacked us. I recently, want... they're confusing the Taliban and Al Qaeda. I, I heard senators, congressmen, talking heads, talking about Afghanistan and how we have to fight the Taliban because they attacked us on September 11th. I said, that's not Al Qaeda. That's the Taliban. They hate each other. Right. You, you Okay. Sure let's say some people who were training in Afghanistan who were from Saudi Arabia, uh, most of them, and that attacked the United States and you're going to go replace the government in Afghanistan. That's like, okay, somebody from Canada murdered somebody in New York, so we're going to go carpet bomb Toronto and overthrow the government. Like, you can't do regime <laughs> change because of what some terrorists did. Right. That's just not how it works, especially when the terrorists aren't even from there. It's just like a place where they were training. Well, right. that, that could have been anywhere. They came from, they were, they were trained here in the United States. That guy that shot all those people in New Zealand, I think, trained in Australia, so should New Zealand attack Australia? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know. What I mean? like, this, but see, this was a way that they tricked our young men and women in uniform to enlisting. Everybody fell for the trap. I mean, everybody got nostalgic. You know, it was a, it was it was patriotic trajectory in both cases, even with what they just done now, and everybody signed up, went over all to those a, innocent profiteers at the Pentagon and. And there's ever so moral people in the World Trade Center who absolutely never did a predatory loan or fucked anyone over in their life. No, nah, I mean, like, obviously, you can't kill civilians even in the Pentagon. Although I'd argue you're not a civilian if you're in the Pentagon, but definitely the World Trade Center and definitely the people on the airplane were totally innocent. Right. And, but, but <laughs> you have to expect it. It's coming. You just can't go out there and fuck with people. That what motivated them was the civil war generated in Lebanon, the starvation of Iraqis, including thousands and thousands of children, the support for Israel occupying Palestine. Like we're butchering them, so they attacked us. What do you think was going to happen? What would we do if the same thing happened to us? Well, if we were being starved to death and thrown into sectarian violence and all that, and you knew who did it, and you don't have a they don't have F-15s and things. So they hijacked a plane. They hijacked several planes. And, you know, and that, they didn't attack Sweden or Switzerland or Japan. It wasn't because they're jealous of our freedoms. Like they hate our foreign policy. And I get it. But you know, they're still in the wrong. You can't attack civilians because of what our government's doing. Now go Hitting the Pentagon's a legitimate target of war, I feel like. I'm like, that's the Pentagon. That's, hey. But you don't you can't hit the World Trade Centers. You know? Right. Because I mean, if you think about it like this too, our government left the door open for them to do this. It's kind of like they started the fight and then it was just like, okay, we're gonna leave the door open. We're gonna let them do this, and then this is our opportunity. That was a big Well, they challenge. wanted a new Pearl Harbor, wrote yeah. about it. They're looking That's for excuse. And even Pearl Harbor itself was goaded with the oil embargo on Japan. Uh -huh. And the first shots in the Pacific between those two countries was the U.S. shooting and sinking a Japanese submarine. The USS Ward sank, shot and sank a Japanese sub before any shots were fired at Pearl Harbor by Japan. 
We, you know, the thing is, what I want to see made public is what really happened that day. I want to see some evidence come down on the Bush Empire or the Bush mm-hmm. Dynasty. I want to see everybody who was on our, who sent those guys who were responsible for this war happening, for who was responsible for 9 11. I want to see them go to trial. I'd love to see it. And they'd have to, the only thing they could say is an incredible, unsurmountable level of incompetence. Which may be possible given the fucking fiasco they just did in Afghanistan where all the generals and talking heads thought, oh, we thought our Afghan army would hold them off. I'm like, you did not. You can't. You can't be that dumb. But we are talking about government, so maybe. But the CIA had tracked several of these hijackers to an Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Malaysia. Uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and uh, uh, Al-Midhar and Nawaf al-Hazmi met, and they spent the night with KSM. The CIA knew this, photographed this, listened in on it, knew that then these two uh, who two guys who became hijackers in 9-11 flew to the U.S., were living in California openly using their real names. One of them got a job at a gas station even. They're met at the Kurdish mosque, which was at where Anwar Awlaki was preaching, Saudi Arabian assets, get them a place to stay, give them money. And then they start going to fucking flight schools. And you're like, okay, so you're telling me that you know you've got known members of Al-Qaeda who are already involved in the USS cold bombing and fighting in Bosnia, and they're already on Interpol and all that. And they meet with the mastermind of September 11th, who's also a most wanted international criminal. And then they go into the U.S. out of the blue and start going to flight schools, and you can't figure out they're going to use airplanes as a weapon. And here's the best part. The CIA, with all this knowledge, knowing exactly where they are and who they are, did not share that with the FBI until August of 2001. Well, September is when the attack is, and they weren't even on the West Coast by then. They'd already moved east. And the way the field offices are, yeah, they had gone and disappeared. Why would the CIA not tell the FBI that they have known international criminals who have been going to flight schools and have their names and everything? Do you know why? Because they wanted it to happen. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to show you why right here. Uh, Just months before (laughs) 9-11, the World Trade Center's lease was sold to Larry Silverstein. Silverstein took out an insurance plan that uh, that fruitiously cover terrorism after 9-11 Silverstein took the insurance company to the court claiming he should be paid double because there were two attacks do yeah. walked away with damn near what is it uh five billion dollars yeah but he actually did not win that suit and it's that's one of those I think that's actually a weaker uh argument about 9-11 because the fact that he got terrorism insurance is not a mystery because the World Trade Center had been attacked by terrorists in 1993 with truck bombs. So why yeah. wouldn't you? The mysterious part is suddenly the Port Authority is selling this to a private individual right. just, just before. That's the weird part. And what's funny is Charles Kushner tried to weasel his way into becoming the chairman of the Port Authority himself. And he blackmailed the governor of New Jersey to do it. And that's a whole long story, but his son is Jared Kushner, who married Ivanka Trump. Or yeah, Ivana, whatever her name is. Oh, 
Really? Yeah. So the president's son-in-law, who does the peace deal for Israel and Palestine and doesn't even have Palestinians at the table to speak, his father went to jail, is a felon for setting up honey traps, on, not only on the governor of New Jersey, because the governor of New Jersey is the one that appoints the chairman of the Port Authority, which is who sold the properties to Silverstein. He, he went to prison for um, several white-collar crimes involving corruption on campaign finance, but he also blackmailed his own brother-in-law. Uh, and his sister was like, go ahead. He, he had the guy... <laughs> set up with a honey trap he paid thirty thousand dollars for some high-end hooker and the guy and this is a millionaire he takes her to the red bull inn which is some two-star motel in new jersey the red bull and she films the entire encounter all three minutes of it and uh he tried to blackmail his own sister by doing a honey trap on the brother the reason he was fighting with his sister is he had set up these front dummy companies in his sister and brother's names as a, a way of donating more money to McGreevy's campaign since he owned McGreevy. Right. And they were just front companies and the sister and brother is like, Oh, if you're going to use my name, I want to cut other returns. And so they're just fighting over that. So he blackmailed her husband. This is some Jerry. This is what, this is like millionaire Jerry Springer, right? <laughs> like donald trump said somebody asked him he was on a plane with jeffrey epstein actually and one of the little kids they're raping said or sorry flying with said um what's what's white trash and donald trump he said it's me with no money what? <laughs> <laughs> he was making a joke it's like me with no money but that's the kushners like they're just i mean they're I guess they'd be Jewish trash because they're Jewish, but I, I don't think that's a race thing is religion. So they're still white trash, but uh, yeah, he just, he set up hookers for people. And uh, this, that was not brought up by the Democrats at all. Like when Trump was running and Jared Kushner's making these plans, like, you know, his father's a felon and got caught, you know, illegally financing the governor of New Jersey and setting honey traps that, uh, that never came up. And when something that huge doesn't come up, when the other party isn't saying anything, that's because they're involved too. Oh, shit. And the same thing with Rand Contra. That wasn't just the Republicans. The Democrats were doing that too. That's why they couldn't go after him on it because they're also compromised by the same stuff. It's like, if I go, you're going with me. Well, see, that's the thing. It's kind of like when people talk about Republican, Democrat, I had to pull my, pull my head out of my ass here recently, you know, and you're thinking about, you know, right versus left. It's all about right versus wrong now, because, you know, you got the Republicans that are doing this dirt and you got the Democrats that are doing this dirt. And what I tell the American people is this. It's no such thing as Republican and Democrat fighting against each other. It's Republican and Democrat fighting against you. Yeah, the Republicrats, we call them. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, and nothing, nothing makes that theory more it's, clear. It's two imperialist parties with different demographic branding. Right. That's all it is. And nothing made that more clear than uh, January 6th when we saw these different Republicans go turncoat. And now they want to talk shit about Biden after they, you know, turned their back on Trump. Yeah, they're protesting what was clearly election fraud. And that's not an insurrection. What the Taliban just did, that's an insurrection. When you show up with guns and weapons and take over the Capitol. They went in there unarmed and got shot. Ashley Babbitt is dead and the tyrants won't even name the government thug that murdered her. 
It's like grandmothers with paper flags and stuff walking around in the Capitol building. They didn't loot it, destroy it. They didn't, they didn't even assault people. They didn't punch anybody. They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't have weapons. There was a story about somebody being killed by a fire hydrant or something or an extinguisher. That was a lie. They got nothing. This was not an insurrection. This was a protest against election fraud. My favorite, though, was uh, when I saw one of the pictures they let slip. It was an elderly man and an elderly woman with their little Trump flags on. And they had like they didn't even mm -hmm. have like a full guy on. They just had these little flags, these American flags coming. Yeah, in made from there. printer paper, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but these white people look the, scary. The MAGA grandmother, <laughs> oh, scary, because it wasn't. It was not an insurrection. It wasn't like Antifa. But you got to think about it like them going in and chanting USA in the building scared the Democrats were in the fetal position on the floor because they knew they stole the election. They're like, oh, my God, we've been found out. Uh -huh. But look at how much they flipped out on that high school kid wearing a red MAGA hat on the Lincoln Memorial steps. All he did, literally all he did is have a hat on and standing still. And like he's smirking I'm like He's got a guy two inches from his face banging a drum. He's got some other grown adults yelling and cussing at him and stuff. He has oh, to be there because that's where he's meeting his classmates, right? Oh, talking about them black Hebrew Israelites who's sitting there calling them all kind right. of white. Yeah, they do that. They everybody derogatory for white people. Sure, <laughs> and that you, and that all that racism's allowed. And then you had what was it, Nathan Phillips, where the Mapeaneo Native American guy. That's he's one of these like. Indians that just defines themselves on the you know atrocities and what was me victimness and I'm just like, shut up you live in the richest country in the world right um like I I'm not saying there aren't historical grievances like I'm well aware trust me but I that mean, kid that I know and that kid's got nothing to do with it <laughs> like he's just some <laughs> high school kid wearing a hat you know he did he did not kill off the Lakota or anything he's just a high school kid wearing a hat and. The media just acted like he was a white supremacist and I'll look at him smiling. He hates Native Americans or something. And like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He was just sitting, he wasn't saying anything. He was just wearing a MAGA hat. He like just wearing a MAGA hat. And that's like they're like, he hates Mexicans. He hates and they tried to ruin that kid. Now he sued and won and good for him. He's got his money and stuff. But when you see how the left overreacted with a kid wearing a hat and then Scores of people burning and looting stores gets a pass. Like anarchists breaking car windows with bats probably takes them 15 tries because they have no upper body strength. That all, that's all okay, but don't wear the wrong hat. That's how lopsided the media is. That's where the only part where the left and right do matter is when it comes to monetary policy, exactly the same. When it comes to war, they both support war. They're the same, the same, the same. But on the censorship issue, the left is a lot worse because they're just they got more to hide they can't win without cheating right republicans and, like yeah hey we manipulated the sheep better than you fair game or whatever but they're like yeah well we're just gonna mail in votes and print them ourselves so there well how what you gonna do we have yeah. the media you can't and say we, anything <laughs> and, and we gotta take trump off social media because he was very transparent you know um, yeah they took trump off social that's a fucking president in the united states Right. And they took and why, them off Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And why the fuck does Al Qaeda, uh, uh, no, the Taliban have freaking their Twitter accounts up? The leaders, Louis Farrakhan, Robert. Richard Spencer, all that, they all have Twitters. 
Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, all have Twitters. They're talking sure. about we're going to go to war with Big Tech. You're not going to war with Big Tech. You're on, You're on Big Twitter Tech. talking about your war with Big Tech. Uh-huh. Right. You know, <laughs> I've been I've been trying to get Candace Owens or the officer Tatum to debate me for the longest because they're sitting here trying to sell black people the Republican Party, right? She used to be a hardcore leftist. Well, here's the thing with her. I'll tell you who can school Candace Owens is Mario. I can too, though. They don't want. They don't want none of me. I can. I can walk the dog on them. They're not intelligent, and but people push them and be like, "Oh, these two are intelligent." First off, if she's so intelligent, why isn't she answering for what the Republican Party is responsible for? You sit here. You don't told me about the Democratic Party, as we just talked about. The Republican Party was the one that was pushing the fucking dope well, in the first place. Hey, the they had the presidency. If they wanted to crack down on big tech, they could have. They didn't do right. anything until. Trump's such a narcissist that when he finally got banned, now he's all anti-big tech. But that had been happening to his supporters, or even people accused of being his supporters, uh, the whole time he was president. And he did nothing. Yeah, well, if you think about it, look at this. Candace Owens, the officer Tatum, that other guy I talked shit about, ABL, all of them were hardcore Trump supporters, right? But at the end of the day, they still have their websites. They still Mm -hmm. have internet access. Why don't Trump have this? Candace Owens got a promotion. She got a little show over there in Tennessee right now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, but if Big Tech was a problem, she would not even have that bullshit show. And if you ever watch that show, people ask her questions and it seems so goddamn scripted. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's That's just- as scripted as the guy yesterday sitting in his truck saying he's going to blow up the Library of Congress. <laughs> right. <laughs> that thing, it looked coached. Like they just found some double-digit IQ hick and put him in a truck. Because Biden desperately needs a distraction from the people falling off the bottom of airplanes. <laughs> you you got to understand, like, I'm all for withdrawal, but this is how you do it. You withdraw the civilians, then the troops. You don't pull the troops out first. <laughs> it's like the old Hagar cartoon. It's pillage, then burn. Right. What happened? So here's my thing, though. When we're talking about censorship, Donald Trump wasn't worried about the people that was following him that was getting banned. He was just, you know, he had his voice heard. But when it happened to him, it's kind of now like um, now he wants to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that Donald Trump needs to. um, He needs. I mean, this everybody hear me talk about the good things Trump done. It's time for me to talk about the, the flaws. And he did do some things right. He did. He, he did a lot of things right. But sometimes I just wished he would put that goddamn Twitter down. Don't. Yeah. You know, I, I understand when you start talking about stuff that have to do with the country. But don't get up there and pick up the Twitter every five minutes. You got the fucking media out there. They're ready to crucify Shit you. posting dude. on Rosie O'Donnell or something. You know? Yeah. Like, leave <laughs> it alone. Dude. You know, like. You got people who can do that for you. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and then the other thing was he called that rally to D.C. that day, right? So being that he was the one who called that rally, he got the money. He needs to fucking get those people out of jail. Hmm. Well, he called they them up like there. They wouldn't have went up there if they wasn't that dedicated to him. That's if why I, they were there fighting against yeah. election fraud. And you know what's sad is Maricopa County finds, finally, duplicate serial numbers, they found out they printed ballots. They have the evidence and it doesn't matter. And we knew that. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like we all know they stole the election. They don't care. 
The same because thing happened with the you Bush could have it on film in high def of them doing the printed machine and laughing about it. You could have a video of Nancy Pelosi rolling around naked in a in a floor full of Biden ballots. Ew. It wouldn't matter. That that's a nightmare, ain't it? Yeah. But it's like, I'd she, rather eat two year old chitlins. <laughs> that's rougher than a two dollar steak. They, um, <laughs> Let's get some southern aphorisms out there. That's fucked up more than a cricket and a hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> more dumb than a woodpecker on a, 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 a iron telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but the crazy part about this is when we were looking at what happened with the whole election and we we're talking about the election fraud, the same thing happened back in 2000 with the Bush election. Bush legitimately lost the gore. You know, I voted for Bush, but mm -hmm. this was before I knew. Well, his dad had appointed the Supreme Court that decided that election. But, you know, Gore should never have. If he had just won his home state, he'd be president. He lost Tennessee. How often does the president lose their home state? You know, he was a Democrat. But yeah, but I mean, he could, you know, picking Joe Lieberman didn't help. No. Um it just, yeah, they came but, down to Florida with the hanging chads and stuff, but at least they went and counted the paper and stuff. And there were things in the media, black box voting and going over how they thought it was stolen. Da, 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 da. This time around, they're like, ah, you can't say that even. You'll go to prison. You're part of the white supremacist capital riot. The president of the United States called the capital riot, even if you think it was a riot, even if you think they were in there with the, their fucking knives and guns or something. It wasn't white supremacist. <laughs> they, they weren't in there with clan hoods or anything. Just walking I'm glad around I'm not American white. Flag. I'm going to say that. In the year 2021, it's a good thing not to be white in America. Oh, yeah. They're just going to be critical race theory. and just like They're going to blame a biological group for anything bad that's happened in that geographic region. Has to be because of the whiteness. It's so stupid. In 2021, I am glad I'm not white. If I had, because if I just dislike somebody, if I freaking take too long to hit the gas pedal at the red light or when the light turns green, I'm a racist. If oh, I yeah. fucking sneeze the wrong way at somebody, I'm a racist. If I laugh at a joke, I'm a racist. It's like, fuck, everybody. Dude, everything's racist now. Math, like mathematics. Which racist. is the only fact that you ever learn in school. Math is objective. Like, that's kind of the definition. And they um decided, like in Virginia, they got rid of advanced math classes because not of people of whatever category were interested in it. So they're like, it's racist. I'm like, you're being racist because you're removing a program that other people wanted to do. Math? Right. They said peanut butter and jelly is racist. I don't know how. How the fuck is what? peanut butter and jelly racist? They, Google it, man. It's a real thing. Like some professor, Portland or Seattle, somewhere, one of those liberal, the butthole of the United States, peanut butter and jelly is racist. You'd think that's from Babylon right B or the onion or something, right? But, I, dude, the whatever you call it, the merger of the dimensions, <laughs> the sarcasm and real life are indistinguishable. Are you doing the peanut butter and jelly's racist? Is it it's a real thing? This is That's, some crazy shit, man. It's right? like fucking PBS. Makes me want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich just to be like that. You guys have lost your fucking minds. How I'll tell you why we have PB and J because of school lunches. Mayonnaise and all that doesn't last, you know, from morning to afternoon. So a lot of mothers made peanut butter and jelly because 
it preserves. That's all it is. So it became that brown bag lunch is peanut butter and jelly. It is the sandwich of po people, right? Poor white, black, whatever. They eat peanut butter and jelly. I'm gonna put They're going to have no refrigerated lunch box or something, you know, and uh, and they can't just go out to eat. And so they made every we all you all, you had PB and J's kid. Whatever, like, had PB what you, and J with a, with a glass of milk. Yeah. Milk or tang. You know, it depends on how rich you were, or how poor you were. How many there siblings is. you have? If you got a lot of brothers and sisters. You end up eating a big can of tang. <laughs> oh, there's Don Lemon. Oh, oh yeah, play this shit. Peanut butter. Peanut butter jelly time. Implicit bias. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. This is so stupid. You got to laugh at the absurdities. Little mental shortcuts that hold judgments you might not agree with. And sometimes those shortcuts are based on race. First, some clarity. Saying someone has an implicit bias is different from calling someone racist. The word racist is a highly loaded term right here in American society. So just say bias. Peanut butter and jelly. Look, you made a little clan hood. Did you see that? It's got little eyeballs. That's the other thing. They were like, "What clan? What the fuck are you talking about?" When? When's the last time they did a march? Whatever. Country living says. Think of that as a song we've been reading. Small grilled biscuits and gravy for the poor. Exactly. This is ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. What well, I mean, what's next? Grilled cheese? They're going to come after all our fucking sacred foods. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to figure this out. <laughs> What the fuck does that have to do with jelly or peanut butter? Right. Oh, here it is. That's. Uh-huh. <laughs> they think preference is bias. Oh, you have to like everything exactly the same. Get the more, fuck here, how about here. this? It gets worse. Like whether or not you put more jelly than peanut butter or 50-50 or you put more peanut butter than jelly. They got it all, all these categories. These people are insane. That's insane. Get the fuck out of here. Doesn't that make you want to eat PB and J? Like just despite to be like, shut the fuck up. Like I'm gonna go, you know, I don't even eat carbs anymore, but just, just get a little one. Yeah, for shittles, yeah. I'm gonna go to the grocery store, and I'm gonna—they're gonna be looking at me like, "Ricky, what are you doing with that in your grocery card?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go give you some peanut butter and jelly." <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Remember the <laughs> old peanut butter jelly time banana dance? Like that banana's peanut racist. Butter peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter peanut jelly. jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Baseball yeah. He's <laughs> well, <laughs> well, look at this now. So since we're talking about implicit bias, uh, my man Dennis Sperlin put this up, put me on this the other day. African-American poverty rate, 
18.8%, 8.1 million. That means that only eight, that's, and we got 57% of us living in the middle-class lifestyle. But we're supposed to be tied to crimes. Mm. But who runs the, who runs the leftist media? Who runs the entertainment industry? The not blacks. Not yeah, us. Not, they, yeah. It's not the they, left-handed Eskimo. No. And it's like, why in the fuck are we being mis- misrepresented like this? And then, uh, like, during last summer when everything was all about Black Lives Matter, they wanted to, oh, gosh. If you're going to represent a race of people, at least do it with some fucking dignity. You know, like, don't give me all these thug shows. And if something happens to someone, it's always a thug, you know, that this happened to. And then you see the thug dealing with the police officers. He's fighting the cops. Going, I'm talking about the Jacob Blake shooting. I'm also talking about the shooting of Rashard Brooks. Do you ever notice how it's like the most controversial ones that they hone in on? Like Eric Gardner took death on film, totally police abuse. They don't care. They want the one that's like, that you can argue about. And they do it on purpose. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of white people, Eric Schaefer and others, that just clearly fucking killed by cops on tape. Totally ignored. But they want to talk about like Beyonce Taylor or whatever. I'm like, but they shot through the door at a cop like that's there's an argument there it's right. not as clear as just just beating the shit out of somebody on the ground and it, like iana jones seven-year-old that was asleep the cops broke in the wrong house and shot her in the neck and killed her little black girl that should have been the poster child of police abuse and it was because they were on one of those stupid tv shows those cop shows mm-hmm. they break down the wrong door the grandmother comes in like because oh, someone's breaking in her house Seven-year-old girls asleep on the couch. They fire. Shots fired. They don't say I fire. Just they, the shots just fire themselves or something. Hit this girl in the neck, and she bleeds to death. A seven-year-old black girl, Ayanna Jones. Now, I reported that story before BLM existed or any of that, but, you know, that's I'm what a got, Nazi. So that's what got me away from <laughs> BLM back in 2019 is when. They didn't care because it wasn't controversial. Yeah, they want it, one that it's like like George Floyd or whatever, where half the people are going to say, "Well, that guy died of drugs," and the other one going to say, "Well, no, they were standing on his neck," and you know, they don't want a clear cut case. What about the case when uh, Amber Geyer broke into that apartment and broke into somebody else's apartment, drunk, shot a man who was sitting on his couch with a bowl of ice cream? And did you know that BLM across the country didn't want to do a damn thing about it because it wasn't peanut butter and jelly; it was ice cream. Right. If it had been a peanut <laughs> butter and jelly sandwich, then hey. Hey, you know, <laughs> did you toast it? Was it? I bet it was white bread. I bet you use white bread on that sandwich. <laughs> and the judge hugged the woman. That black judge, that same black woman judge, was known for sending black men up the road for long periods of time, but gave this woman five years for killing mm. a black guy and even tweeting racist shit about it. And, B, and BLM didn't want to do shit. The not. lady that was over BLM in the local area cussed me out like a dog. Like, Oh, uh, you support Trump and you married to a white woman. You ain't shit, you Uncle Tom, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me this happened? You say this is what this is all about, and y'all motherfuckers Hold talking on, she about just having a get on you and be like, you're a misogynist. Or you're uh you're you're mixing races. <laughs> like, uh uh, you're being racist right now. <laughs> you right. if you married or not. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like they could get away with that blatant racism. 
You know what I'm saying? But let a white person say some shit like that. Let if let a white person got mad at a mixed race couple, oh, that's the end of their life. The shit will hit the fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but saying? But they have that double standard because they look at whites as higher. You see, the the most the, all these judgmental pricks that are acting like that, they go harder on the white person because they feel like that they got a higher set of standards for that person because they themselves have that paternalistic racism. Uh-huh. That's why they I do never it. looked at it that way. They look at it like, well, minorities can act like that. They can't help it. You know, they 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 will not say that, but that's how they feel like, oh, they don't know. They Let me ask you a question. They're just the little brown people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You're going to like this one because I remember Alex Jones talking to Donald Trump about we're going to circle back to 9/11 and Middle Easterners. Yeah. Celebrating. Yeah. And Alex Jones was like, are you going to, if you win the presidency, will you reopen the 9-11 case? And Trump said, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. And then Trump they showed him the high def computer film and he changed his mind. Right. <laughs> he never, he never, he never challenged it. That interview I, pissed me off because I know that Alex Jones knows that Israelis were the ones celebrating the attacks and filming the planes hitting and all that. And Dan Rathis, they just said Middle Eastern men, which lets you assume it's uh, Arab Muslims. But it wasn't. They were Jewish Israelis that were celebrating. And, and that was he in New Jersey. It. That wasn't overseas. Right. That's in New Jersey. It was at Dork Tower, which is on a high rise. It gives you a clear cut view of where the World Trade Centers used to be. They worked for Urban Moving System. It was a, a front company for moving furniture. They had gone there. They'd had a party on September 10th out of the blue on a random Monday night, you know, and then Tuesday morning, they're there in place with cameras. They film the planes hitting. They start celebrating, high-fiving, flicking lighters and hugging each other. Like, why would you celebrate a plane crash? Right. But they, they hang around right. until the next plane comes. Like they know another one's coming and take pictures of that. And then before when the second tower was going to fall, they got all these phone calls and I have their cell records from my FOIA request where they're all calling around just minutes before the second one. And one of them, um, his name is Mamari. He seen, he broke down and cried in jail and just didn't know what was going on. He was not part of the clique. They just had him doing a secondary business in the moving company, putting boxes together, whatever, over and over. He had been recognized by Sivan Kersberg, who was definitely involved at from they served together in the Israeli military. And he was like a chef or something. And so he oh, I, I saw him in New York. And so he brings him in. But he wasn't really in the inner ring. This guy breaks down in jail and says, I was we were at Worthy Moving Systems and he was work. He had eaten a ham sandwich or something. Was not very kosher. And they told him to come up to the roof because all of them were standing on the roof. Uh, celebrating, taking pictures. He says, bring the camera. We're about to take down the second building. Ooh. And he thought, you mean they're about to take down the set, like the authorities are going to detonate it because they don't want it to fall over or something. And he didn't. And then it went down. And then he saw the news coverage and stuff in jail. And he just started spilling the beans. Like, how did you know exactly when the building was about to fall? And how did you know that they were going to be hit by planes? And why are you celebrating this? Because they knew goddamn well it was going to be blamed on Muslims and that America was about just about to starch all of Israel's enemies. Then you had right. the follow-up attack of anthrax, right? Where they wrote death to America, death to Israel on the notes. 
And they had this bullshit story about a meeting in Prague where Muhammad Atta met with senior Iraqi officials. And that whole thing came from like James Woolsey, who used to be the head of the CIA appointed by Clinton because he got blackmailed by Jeffrey Epstein. And it went to Fred Barnes and Gary Schmidt. They wrote it for the Weekly Standard, which is an outfit for the Project New American Century, started by William Crystal and Robert Kagan. Robert Kagan's wife, Victoria Newland, involved with the fiasco in Ukraine. Um, and they actually had written a piece in July of 2001 with a big picture, two big pictures of two guys, Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein. And they were warning about an anthrax attack. And then there actually is an anthrax attack. And the Israelis allegedly witnessed this transfer. And then the notes say, death to America, death to Israel. Then it turns out Iraq did not have WMDs or mobile labs. There was no meeting in Prague. And Al-Qaeda didn't send the anthrax either. It all got blamed on a guy that worked at Fort Detrick named um, Bruce Ivins, and who, was, who killed himself. He epstein himself. Yeah. Wow. And Perry Mixel, another... Uh, doctor involved and here's the it gets worse than that because right before the 1993 bombing anthrax was stolen by a guy named uh well i don't know this is is this on youtube yes yeah, on youtube we got okay i'll just call him mr z stole anthrax mr z and mrs r stole anthrax from the fort dietrich's lab and tried to pin it on this guy named assad and they had this click in the lab called the Camel Club. It was just a bunch of racist J-word picking on this Arab Egyptian uh, scientist. They oh, did not the send the they did not send the anthrax during the 1993 bombing because that whole operation was botched as the truck was parked in the wrong spot and the towers didn't come down. Oh, you guys! But it seems got like the whole the whole thing was supposed to be the truck bomb will knock one tower and the other and take them down, and then they were going to mail anthrax. But it, they fucked up. They didn't do this thing, you know, how bad 93 was. And wasn't it interesting that when the World Trade Centers were taken down on September 11th, nobody compared that to the prior terrorist attack on the World Trade Centers in 1993. Wasn't brought up one time. All they no, talked about was Pearl Harbor. Because wow. Pearl Harbor justified a nuclear reaction in and retaliation. Right. You guys right. They actually it. used the bomb. Yeah. Twice. Uh, after we get done tonight, I got to tell the people this. After we get done tonight, uh, this stream's coming off of YouTube, <laughs> of course. Uh, right. Okay. Well, then I should go ahead and say <laughs> names now. <laughs> it's going to be on mrnewsnetwork.com, and you can also find it on ANC. Uh, uh, Report. Yeah, I'll get it in there. Yeah. It's go uh, Yeah. After. After. I'll tell you guys. Get. I've got a five-hour film of all this. Uh, it's called The Empire and Mass. It's on the front page. If you go to ancreport.com, you can rent it. That's the only way I can make money, really, because I can't, I can't get monetized. I don't have, I'm not allowed to use PayPal. I'm not allowed to use Patreon. They kicked off my YouTube, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Vimeo, my fucking live leak, my daily motion, um, stream elements, stream labs, you name it. I've been banned from it. They banned you from Streamlabs? They banned me from monetizing Streamlabs, yeah. Shit. Cut off the payment process. Gum Road's another one. Uh, that only lasted 24 hours. <laughs> now, how is... Uh, what, MySpace, what, what, AOL Hometown, been banned on all that, too. How are, how are uh, our people over at uh, Red Ice TV still getting paid, man? Because... 
Well, entropy works. So what happens is entropy has a payment processor. And I'm not going to name how I ain't going to reveal, yeah. but they have a way of paying Red Ice or me or whomever. And so they don't actually have any content. So they're they're not they're selling pixels on a screen or some bullshit. Okay. And uh yeah, it's art. And people are paying entropy. And on their honor, then they pay us for an unrelated thing. Okay. So, you know, entropy gets their money. Like, let's say I get whatever many shekel chats. They take 15%. The other 85, they're going to pay me for this stick figure drawing I did or whatever. Well, and, uh, uh, what yeah. is shekel up to anyway? <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't seen I don't know. Because, you know, he was the way I, I used to contact him was, um, facebook and skype and he's he hadn't been on a skype in a while and i'm banned from facebook so i have no idea i heard though i did a stream and i was you know i was mentioning some good work he'd done in the past and people were it's pretty unfortunate news they're saying he got high in his own supply and he was like getting really arrogant and stuff um but i don't i don't know if i can believe that because i know andrew and i'm like i think he's just got some haters probably but i hope he's doing well i know robert's doing well he's over at rt now so okay mm-hmm Robert, uh, he he worked this way up. He worked like a slave to become the master. I remember Robbie was just he like you know, Press TV it. for a while, and press dude, they got rid of Press TV UK, and they kicked Press TV off YouTube the same time they killed Soleimani. What? Because they didn't want them to be able to reply. And Press oh, TV, like yeah. even B and T, you're not they're not allowed on B and T because B and T's in the UK, and the UK doesn't have Press TV. So yeah. I tell them like, get on Odyssey or PeerTube or something, you know. Rumble, or whatever. Al, Al Jazeera, I think, is going to be the next one out the door. They're trying to compromise them. Like, what was it? A Al Jazeera, AJ Plus, used to be, like, so anti-Syria and stuff. And it was actually Andrew and I that took them to the woodshed. And after that, they never really recovered. Because, like, here's the rebuttal. They had some Palestinian lady as a spokeswoman, but she was just saying all this Zionist bullshit. She's American, you know, whatever. And, um... <laughs> we did a number on them. I wish I still had that video, but they deleted all of our videos. That was back when we were on Vimeo. They just erased everything. Let me ask you this, because, see, if we get to talking about or if they have to come out and tell the truth of what happened on 9-11, that's going to be the fucking... Dude, they can't. It involved everybody. Like the most powerful people, they'll never tell you the truth. It'd be like Kennedy. Be It'd be 50 years before you know the truth. That would be another 1776. Because you oh, got people that would be pissed off because that, that was their loved ones that went over there. You would have military vets that are pissed off because they were lied to, which most of them know that they were lied to. I mean, and in the midst of all of this shit, now think about it. Everybody was ready to join. They come back to America. Just to, uh, Some of them came back to be homeless. Some of them came back to have, I mean, because people don't understand, um, you know, because I, I work with the VA. Going to war is what caused them their marriages. Going to war is what caused them their friends. Going to war is what caused them. I mean, they came back home. They couldn't live with their wives. They couldn't live with their, you know, um, significant others, you know, after being shell-shocked like that. They couldn't be around their kids. Um, some of them ended up homeless. And I think that that was one of the good things that Trump had done is when he made sure that, you know, the uh, the VA, it went from the VA to, you know, privatized health care. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it's like it was about time that 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Somebody came out and looked out for the American people. Trump was a breath of fresh air. Did he do everything right? Of course not. But did he do a lot of shit right that people could just be like, okay, I can relate to this guy? Yes. He raised the standards for what we are looking for in a politics. He got out of the Paris Accord. He ended TPP. He scrapped NAFTA. He did a lot for American workers and trade. He had the lowest unemployment in every category. He was doing some things correctly. His mouth was awful to deal with and all, but and he shouldn't have assassinated Soleimani or given the Golan Heights to Israel or you know shot cruise missiles in Syria. He did some stupid shit, but he did things for that he thought was right. And he is American nationalist. I mean, he at least put America second, and we haven't even gotten that. <laughs> yeah, like at least we were number two. <laughs> Biden's like whoever pays me is the winner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Biden is just a puppet, though. I mean, there's no way you can convince me otherwise. He's just a puppet. He's he learned Chinese over. just so he could take his orders faster. Which is another question <laughs> I was going to ask tonight. What are your thoughts on the rare earth materials that China is actually holding a monopoly over? Well, Japan just discovered a massive deposit of it, so that monopoly is broken. Yeah. yeah the problem, though, is the rare earth metals that Japan discovered are on the seabed and it's going to be difficult to get to them. But if China hems and hauls enough and it becomes cost efficient to do it, trust me, the Japanese will get it. And then they'll be the, the one people would much rather buy from Japan than China. So Japan, well, China got rid of its communism sort of, but not the authoritarianism. So they have China's like, doesn't fit into any neat category. It's a weird mixture. Cause they had four cooperative economic zones that allowed free market, but in a very oligarch type of way. And then that Western China and all was communist and his poor shit fourth world country. And they kind of like that dynamic of one area of just this giant labor force they can exploit and the haves and have nots. Right. And then they're still run by a totalitarian regime. And they're talking about wanting to invade Taiwan and all this bullshit. And especially as weak as the U S looked after Afghanistan, plus our LGBTQ military commercials, you know, we don't look very strong right now. <laughs> so they're thinking right. about flexing their nuts on Taiwan. But I can tell you, Japan and Taiwan on their own, uh, because China's Navy is so weak, I think uh, they get China would get fucked up. Like they are the original paper tiger. So I ain't worried about it. But they can't. US they, is looking pretty weak. They won't be able to cross the Ch South China Sea except for one month out of the year, which is October. All of They only have year. one carrier. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Japan, China has a billion people, but they ain't all in on it. Most of them hate their own government and turn on them. Tibet's not part of it. You've got all the all the non-Hun Chinese that are just not going to do it. And um, but on the other side, the Taiwanese and the Japanese are t all unified. Like they're and, very nationalist. So, and that's luck. the thing too. Like uh, especially around Wudong, where you know I did some studying back in the day. Um, those guys are not down. Were you doing gain of function research? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> no, Bagua, Xinyi. Um, actually, I got a chance to uh, train for two weeks with a real Shaolin monk. Like, oh, really, that's yeah. awesome. That was like you, two weeks of just, ah, uh, you know. Do you know the story of the based monk? Mm -mm. Oh, I got. Well, this is. We're deleting this anyway, right? So <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't do it though, because you're gonna be like, <laughs> this is a monk. Do that in the trenches. 
I will tell you on I'll just tell you on Skype this is the coolest fucking monk I met in Japan. And uh he spoke English even. That's what I was like. Well, some monks you know, they learn English, whatever, but man, you'll die laughing when you hear what he said. <laughs> man, the guy that's a story for another time. The the guy I trained with, he had the uh, I mean, he looked like a traditional bad guy. If you ever seen the movie The Flying Guillotine, he looked <laughs> like the bad guy on the flying guillotine. He was just I mean, he was just straight up, and he was. He, I mean, because you know, I'm I'm a tall guy. This dude came up to like my yeah. You're rich. Are you like six seven or something? Like yeah, six seven. Yeah. This yeah, dude came dude. up and he was like trying to take me down. I was like, all right. He's like, seriously, throw your hardest punch at man. I threw my hardest punch at him. And I, I mean, I, I tried to knock him the fuck out. <laughs> he took every bit of strength in me and used it against me. Mm-hmm. Had me face first, sliding across the damn sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? He's like, get up. We got we got a lot of work to do, and Never, I worked on yeah. like a lot of my speed and stuff. But yeah, the crazy thing about this though is that they don't even get down with their their the the communists in their government. You know what I'm saying? Um, my theory is China will probably explode from within before it actually continues to do what it's doing in the world. Um, the thing that had me pissed off the most is because I'm sitting here trying to scream this to people and I'm screaming this to people. Listen, if they're getting you pissed off about Simone Biles, there's some real shit, serious shit going on in the world right now. We just got to be able to research it. Research that found out that they were meeting with the fucking Taliban. The CCP was meeting with the Taliban and I'm like, but y'all upset. Y'all got this fucking idiot. Got y'all and y'all feelings about Simone Biles. What was that fucker's name? From and there's uh, gonna be a bunch of refugees coming, another wave from Afghanistan. But don't worry, they'll vote blue. It no, reminds me, there's a report by the Onion. It's called Germany. some bullshit. And there's a bear, like a from the forest, just running down the road. And all these news, cho- I guess it was a slow news day, so all these like choppers and stuff are like following this bear running down the road. And that was the story. Look, there's a bear. It's running. Over there. Now it's running over there. It's on the highway and it's a bear. And uh, so they reported like uh, breaking news just then. We have some bullshit happening right now. Uh, we'll go to Chopper 2 to follow the bullshit. And they're like, as you can see, the bullshit is running across the road. Uh, let's follow some more bullshit. It's just like anything but what's actually happening that they don't want you to know about. Right. right. And that whole case with Samoa Bowles was bullshit. We got some oh, bullshit yeah. going on at the Olympics, you know, because we're covering up the real bullshit. That's going it's on like uh, you quit. You're not the best in the world because the mental game is just as much a part of it as the physical part, and you couldn't handle it. So you were good. You couldn't handle the mental side. Don't worry. Your team still won. You're lucky. But, like, you let them down. They lost their star player in the middle of the fucking Olympics. Like, that, that but, isn't good. But why are we looking at that on it. <laughs> I've been looking at this one. We should have been looking at the CCP is meeting with the Taliban, and nobody's putting the correlation together. The CCP met with the Taliban a month ago. Mm-hmm. A month later, Afghanistan's being overran by the fucking Taliban. And the guy that's taking bribes from China is the one that he wants to pull out, and he pulls the army out before the civilians. Hmm, right. What will happen? Let's see. There's some pieces here. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody want to talk about that. I haven't heard any news network yet talk about this. We got China that met with the fucking Taliban. The Taliban 
now a month later overthrowing the fucking embassy with the Americans still in there overthrowing every city and we're talking about Simone Biles who gives a fuck we're talking about peanut butter and jelly and peanut butter and jelly if I can (laughs) you know that's a good one because that's just the example to give if anyone say like you want to see how how clown world we are PB and J is racist. <laughs> right. I thought, I mean, here it is the year 2021. And when I was a kid growing up, I challenged year, someone I to top that one. Mm. It's hard to beat peanut butter and jelly is racist. And you know, the funny part is that's some high level bullshit right there. I, that's they're not going to beat that one. Yeah. I'll put that out to chat. You find something dumber and more ridiculous than that. Wow. Or you can't do CPR. Get that here's some. This is pretty close. You're not allowed to do CPR to drown victims because of corona. You put a mask on them and pump their chest instead. <laughs> Get out of here. Because the water in their lungs isn't as big as a threat as the Rona Chan. Wow. God, dude. It's like I saw this uh message the other day on VK. This guy <laughs> he had screen capped it because this is how how good this bullshit was. High school wrestler tells him, like, yeah, we're not allowed to shake hands after the match, and we have to wear a mask, even though we've been wrestling the last five minutes or whatever. I did one, and I didn't know how far I was pushing the envelope by doing this broadcast when I went to go see my sons. We were socially distancing in the airport, told to wear a mask and social distance. Right? Mm. We get on the plane, we're packed in there like sardines. Yeah, and then you eat a meal with no mask. No, they stopped serving food on the plane now. Because oh, did they? Well, yeah, you can't even flights, get a drink you have on the plane anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you can I'm take fine. it off if you have a drink in your hands. You just walk around with like that much left in a bottle of whatever. <laughs> I'm still drinking. I like breathing. Thanks. And I'm like sitting in the airport. I'm like, they're telling us to socially distance here. I was mad. I got on. I got. I did a live show from Chicago O'Hare because I'm like looking around the airport. Like, look at us. All the restaurants are closed because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus. Which, okay, that's a safety precaution. But then, why the fuck are we getting on the plane packed in there like sardines? Because they need your money. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm not socially distancing when I'm sitting next to a guy on the plane. We're sitting there, and I'm a big dude, so they always make sure I get either the exit row if I'm on one of those small ERJs. They make sure that I either get an exit row or they put me in the front because I can have a place to stretch my legs. Um, there was none of that. Everybody was just sitting there packed up against each other, looking at their iPads and their phones and whatnot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. make it make sense to me. You know, it's I'm theatrics. Not- what about when they let's say they do something, they say, well, all the restaurants and bars have to close at eight o'clock or something. Oh, so up until seven fifty nine. The disease just is asleep or something, and then it it knows when it's eight o'clock. Uh oh, time to get people sick. It doesn't make sense. Science, right? It's not science, it's political science, and political science is not really science, it's just and nobody economic manipulations. And nobody's understanding. I mean, I'm not saying that the virus isn't real, you know, so it's real, but but don't go banning my channel. I'm saying the the masking doesn't make any sense. Right. The, the, you and can't the close around. a business at eight and say, well, at seven, Rona doesn't hurt you. But at eight, yeah, hey. You might want to get home. <laughs> yeah, you might. No, what it that's is, what it we, comes out like a vampire, like a redhead. They come out at night. 
Well, when you get your, um, the thing is, they say you got to close the bars at 11 because what happens um, after 11, everybody's good and drunk and people are going to go home and get laid. So I, I figure if, you know, if you're getting laid and you get some strains, then you got the, a chance of contracting the virus. I mean, of course, but I'm like, oh, gosh. It never fucking ends. It's like, when you look at the bullshit, it's like, it never ends. It's kind of like, if this okay with the virus being when you close the bar at 11 people start drinking at six <laughs> that's all that right. happens <laughs> right and then on top of that it was what what came to my surprise was the whole george floyd thing now the whole nation was locked never down. heard of him yeah the whole nation was locked down. <laughs> and fucking george floyd you know gets choked out on tv and now everybody's allowed to go to his funeral but there were he other got a statue that- they tore down george washington and then they have uh Statue of George Floyd, the yeah, guy that pulled a gun on a pregnant woman and overdosed on fentanyl. Right. And the, uh, um, now here's the thing. George Floyd didn't exist before then, by the way. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. that might have been a, that whole thing could have just been a fucking scene. It was a psyop. It, it could have been that, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not I'm not one of these crisis actors, people or anything, but. That shit yesterday, that guy on the in the truck just seemed coached, man. And you see all the time, like look at the the Whitmer kidnapping. Over a dozen FBI agents encouraging one hobo to like do this plan or something. <laughs> it's it's their own. It's Oklahoma City. It's all. It's the feds. It's the federal government instigating and trapping, and they're the ones that led the charge in the Capitol riots. We have all this camera footage that hasn't been released. But you got, we have our own footage of them the night before saying, we need to storm the Capitol. And everyone's like, boo, fed, fed, fed. They start chanting it like, you're an yeah. agent provocateur. This is COINTELPRO, and we know it. And he's like, oh, peacefully, peacefully. Shut up, man. You're Let a federal a good agent. question. Because we know that there are legitimate white supremacist groups out here. Right? Yeah, sure. Why aren't we focused on them like instead Pelosi. of the... Yeah. Why are we focused on these legitimate white supremacist groups out here? If they're talking about white supremacist supremacy as a threat in America and white supremacist hate groups, we got legitimate legitimate white supremacist hate groups. Yet still, why are we talking about them? Why are they talking about the Patriots? No, don't talk about the Patriots. Talk about the Aryan Nation. Talk about the dirty white boys. Talk about mm-hmm. the fucking uh, what's these other guys? The the, the Nazi lowriders. Talk the about the Woods. No, the, the Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> Democrats. talk about the. Well, Democrats. look about it. Like those are the if, domestic terrorists. If slavery or if uh, if racism is so bad, then why aren't we condemning the fact that Biden and Obama created slavery again in Libya? And if racism is so bad, why are we supporting an actual racial apartheid in Israel, where they? make jewish only settlements and colonize palestinians that's as racist that's as violent and racist as a state ordained too that's the worst as you could possibly get ethnic cleansing ethnic nepotism all that doesn't matter the only form of racism they're concerned about is white supremacy if it's jewish supremacy or any other type of supremacy that's okay and even within the white supremacy they don't go after actual white supremacists no. It's just an accusation that you can level levy on anybody you don't like and cancel them, arrest them, whatever. And I, I did the other day, I did a little thing called the liberal dictionary because people use words the wrong way. I always say they're ignorant of what the word ignorant means. They'll say ignorant when they mean stupid. 
And those are two different things. They'll yeah. say bigot when they mean racist, because those are two different things. But here's what all the words mean on the left. Because like ignorance is lack of knowledge, stupid is a lack of intelligence, bigots, religious prejudice, racism is a biological prejudice. But in the liberal dictionary, it goes like this. Bigot means he doesn't agree with me. Stupid means he doesn't agree with me. Racist means anyone who doesn't agree with me. And <laughs> bigot means anyone who doesn't agree with me. <laughs> wow. That's how, they, that's how they roll. It's just something you can say about anybody. Did and man, it, it's, it's like... If somebody called you the N-word, they would get in trouble. If you call them the other N-word, Nazi, they also still get in trouble. (laughs) 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 Did you know I got accused of being an anti-Semite? Oh, congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, there's this one guy. He's got a smaller platform than mine. He's way smaller. He probably got about 300 subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um. And on his platform, he had like four people, you know, on there. One of them, you know, um, I guess he represented that word we can't talk about on YouTube. Uh And he was like, and I told him, I said, well, you know, that whole Judaism religion, all of that stuff wasn't, there's no such thing as an old school Israel. It's an old school Jerusalem. Israel did not Mm -hmm. exist um, before the 40s. You know, right. so don't tell me this that this is in the in the holy books. It's not Israel. Those that that one word is made up of three different words: Isis, Isis Ra, Ra-El. and El. El from okay. El Sheba. That's right. Yeah, and it's like so when you tell me, but then I was like, this was all a concept created by the Catholic Church. That is the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever heard. Whoa! You just, just be like, okay, do you think King Arthur is actual part of British history, a historical figure? <laughs> Right. This is mo- there's more evidence for King Arthur than King David. Right. And then, so <laughs> this fool came to me and said something like, because they was trying to get me, dude was trying to get me on his show, right? But I'm like, I'm a big name. I'm not going to get on your little bullshit show. Well, only thing y'all are is a bunch of liberals that the only thing that y'all can do is just sit around and make ad hominem attacks. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anywhere. First off. Secondly, why the fuck I'm going to get on your show? Like, you know, who are you to me? I, you know, you come to me asking me all the in, time. In the words of The Rock, who is this Rudy Pooh? <laughs> right. Who is this Rudy Pooh? Who in but the you blue know, yeah. The guy had emailed me. The only reason I'm giving him acknowledgement is because he blew my fucking email up talking about where are we going to do the show? Where are we going to do the show? Where are we going to do the show? And I'm like, let me check you out real quick. And I'm thinking because he had one of these uh, names like, you know, talking about this person's podcast, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's got something going on here. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as big as you were. You see what I'm saying? Because you had like 81,000 followers. I'm sitting over here probably at a a good 3,000 followers, right? But this dude's sitting at 300. It's not even worth my time. I'll share it. I still have other... I got Telegram and Discord I can pimp you out on. Yeah, I mean, that's why I got to take this down after the night, though, because they might be... Oh, yeah. Like, give me a copy and we'll put it on all the you know, all the alternative of real, you can't talk, you can't have a civil conversation about reality on YouTube. You can sit there and call sandwiches racist, which is fucking ridiculous, but you can't talk about (laughs) real things. There's entire groups of people you can't mention in any context whatsoever, positive or negative. You just can't even say the word. (laughs) So dumb. And it's like, um, I think that's what got, what's his name taken off? Uh, What's the guy's name? Uh, Frickin' Black dude, long dreads, uh, 
Pharaoh, young Pharaoh. Oh, young Pharaoh. Yeah, he fell out with a a, a a rabbi and actually used scripture against the rabbi, used history against the rabbi, and just shut him down. Yeah. Shut him down. I used to do that. I used to go out and do that. That's before YouTube existed. I used to do the street stuff with rabbis and priests because I know the the Bible and the Torah in and out. And that was a a guilty pleasure of mine going there and quoting scripture at them. (laughs) The funniest part is when I get to talking to them and they be like, well, don't you believe in Jesus? Like, no, because that's a, well, Jesus was Jewish. And I'm like, okay, yes, he was. He was born in Bethlehem. That makes him Palestinian. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, though, this is nothing more. Jesus, you know, I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I do. You know what I'm saying? I talk to God every time I get a chance. Mm-hmm. But also. That's very different than this very specific narrowed version of what God's supposed to be in those books. Right. And you can't sit here. And I've seen me, Kate Beckinsale. There has to be a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain Samuel Hayek's titties? Got to be divine intervention. Well, if you think about it, though, I mean, God made some beautiful things on this planet. And I'm going to tell you, this is why I believe in a God right here. And this is why I believe that sex feels so good, because he'd have to trick us, right? Okay, so my guilty pleasure, and everybody's like, what What do you see in her? I would leave home for her. Mm. I'd be like, I'd go to my wife and be like, listen, uh, you know, it's been a good run. I left you a little <laughs> bit of money in the bank. and um, yeah. That is a motorboat level 11 out of 10. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I love, you know, I'm always gonna love. If you need anything, you know, we, we're still friends. It's just, I'm just sticking my dick somewhere else now. You, unless you have us both, uh, we we can't continue, right? That was be- that's beautiful. What else did God invent? Well, He invented the beautiful white woman, and He also invented the beautiful black woman. And ACDC too. That makes it extra hot. Oh yeah, this is this right here, man. Is like shit. This is and this right here, boy. I just think of fucking. You got good taste. Yeah. And I just sit back and just think to myself, like. I'm on the yeah. gold ladder, though. <laughs> yeah, you you got yourself a, a beautiful Asian woman. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you don't, you don't move to Japan and shit. I'm like, well, she must to each his own. Place. But like uh, to me, the, the top of the pyramid, that's where it is. <laughs> <laughs> But see, the thing it's is, a numbers game. There's billions of them. The best, hottest, they're all going to be Asian. You think so? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's me, just I, love it. I just, mm. I, I mean, I mean, I go from one side of the spectrum to the other. Either I like my women super dark or super light. If they mm-hmm. look like they sit in a tanning bed, it's just not going to work. I'm sorry. On a scale of Mark Henry to Larry Bird. Right. <laughs> it's got to it's got to be one extreme or the other. You know, somebody says uh Miss Dawson is a chat. What's a chat? It's like like there's remember those memes of like the chad versus the virgin and saying it's uh someone cool, awesome. I've been saying the Everybody Kyle cuz I like to name it after Kyle Rittenhouse. as like the top part, but yeah, my wife's awesome. Everyone knows it. She's always bringing me steaks and food and stuff while I'm streaming. And I'm always like trad wife for life. You know, she's what, watching man, a baby man. right now. She's wearing a dress, barefoot, and holding a baby. I mean, you know that, that's the <laughs> that's the crazy part, though. When you look at the, um, if I got me a woman that submissive, I would not bring her to America. 
I moved to Japan that's, too. Or yeah, I, I don't, to I don't consider it submissive. From. It's just like you don't want me cooking. It would suck. Where it'd just be all PB and J and grilled cheese and cereal and stuff. Like she knows how to really cook, so she can do it. <laughs> if I was better at it, then I would do it, but I'm not. So, but you know, we got some cool wives though that let us do what we do because I mean, we go out and we do our. Um, yeah, I'm like you want to sit in this chair and talk geopolitics and me in the kitchen because that's a double disaster. Right, <laughs> but let me think about it. My old lady just let me. I told her I'm going to Washington. She was like, "Okay, I'm going to Atlanta." Okay. I was married twice before. Okay. If I told these women I was going to Atlanta by myself, going to Washington by myself, going to New Orleans by myself, it would be a fight. Hmm. I would have to ask for permission. My wife now like, okay, be careful. See you when you get back. I love you. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's, you know, I've never People had. should be able to love and trust each other. I don't think that's a high bar to set at all. You know, sometimes you got to travel for what you do. Exactly. I she, I go to D.C. at least once a year, and that's a big trip because that's from Japan to D.C. You know, it's a whole ordeal. It's three kids got across a lot the to damn do. globe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, I, I wish you had been on here last Wednesday. I had a flat earther here. Hey, what happened to that guy that wanted to debate about the Confederacy and stuff? I was all for it, and they just disappeared. Oh man, that was an awesome. But talking about when you I know, I I listened to them. I'm like, their criticism of the North is pretty valid, but they're they still missing a lot. <laughs> and then he said that about uh, he said Lee didn't want a monument to Jackson. I'm like, that's not true. What you're talking about is he didn't want a memorial on Gettysburg. Why the fuck would he? <laughs> right. And see, the thing is, the reason. Well, there was two reasons I got off of that show, and I was glad that Bernard had me on. You know, but. Um, one is no matter what I told these people, they would always come up with some kind of, you know, they're too, they're, they're, they're just like, it's like five on one, right? Yeah. They're all taking turns thinking and talking, looking stuff up to say at you. And you, right. and they waited till you're like, I got to go in like three or four minutes. Then they come with all these big questions. Then when you're leaving anyway, so they can be like, Oh, he ran. It's like, he just announced that he's about to go. And then you start attacking him on this shit. Did not yeah. anyone else notice that? Like, right. And I uh, say in the I beginning, went, you know, <laughs> when I went to work that day, I mean, I went, wait, first I went to the grocery store. I was working from the house that day. I come back to the house and I'm like, let me listen to some YouTube while I work. And they were still on four hours later, like still, still licking their wounds. I know. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, damn. I mean, what is so offensive? I mean, I'm going to change my screen now. Yeah. Charge rent for being in their headspace. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, what is so offensive about this? Like that. I see that, and I'm like, I can trust that person. First thing I think of, I was <laughs> like, know, we're right? gonna get along fine. But I mean, so when they get to talking that bullshit, it's like, okay, so if this is a symbol of slavery, then um, hey, look at the flag, uh, the other flag on your shirt. Which one killed more people? <laughs> Which one stands for treason? This one, this flag right here wouldn't exist if we didn't commit treason against Great okay, Britain. We seceded it. Yeah, exactly. They're both secessionist flags. Yes, and this is the last flag of rebellion in America. This is mm -hmm. what the last symbol of rebellion looks like. And then they try to say, well, it was about slavery. I'm like, well, if it was about slavery, then why did the Underground Railroad end in Canada and not New York, Massachusetts, Ohio, all these other states that say that? Why the last three states to get rid of slavery in America were Delaware, Kentucky, and New Jersey, all in the north? Right. And then why, if, if, it's, if the war Virginia like ended slavery before the war ended, and they had the largest army in the Confederacy. 
Right. Let me see. Yeah, West Virginia had not ended it yet. <laughs> They're still fighting nobody for the North. <laughs> no, nobody cash at me. I thought he said cash out like announcing the cash app. There's a oh, they're saying know. like as a command, cash app Ricky. Oh, okay. Cash app, comma Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, cash app Ricky. I got the tip jar out, everybody. I got um the Bigot Arena. I think is still open over on my thing. You get to find Entropy Live, whatever. There's a thing I do whenever I get a cash app because somebody accused me on the um in the Black Manosphere of dancing for butter biscuits. So every time I get a cash app, this is what comes up. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> so yeah, when I get a cash was out, that buckwheat, what was that? Uh, that was uh, let's see, that that one actually came from the uh, what? Which one did I get that one from? I ripped that one from Bojangles. Bojangles, all right. Yeah, the Bojangles. But you know, uh, the thing. My is, middle child's a big fan of Cab Calloway. You know, hiney, hiney, ho. Oh, he thinks yeah. he's he thinks he's saying hiney hole. Oh. And then it's funny if you change that one word. He's like, is he singing about the hiney? I said, yes, he is. They're all happy about the hiney. Because that guy was on some serious cocaine. Oh, he was, man. <laughs> he was Wait, on fast forward. He, he had more the, energy than James Brown. He was the original song. headbanger. Yeah, he was. He was he a headbanger kind of, before there was Metallica. He grew he a little bit of hair, hair just to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was the original. That hair video man. where they're all on the train and the, the trumpets hit and they're all just dun dun dun, and they're oh man, it's just like, is this? Are they moving at that speed? <laughs> a little bit because yeah. the frame rate is low, but they're just jamming and they don't slow down. <laughs> yeah, there's a funny story from Jackie Chan. He did that movie, The Tuxedo, and there's a part where he meets James Brown. And James Brown's just playing himself. And it's like he gets injured. And then Jackie's tuxedo has to learn all the James Brown songs. And Jackie's got to sing James Brown or whatever. But on set, James Brown's supposed to come on and sing for like a minute. And then, you know, get knocked out or whatever for the movie. And then Jackie takes over. James Brown got on there and played for an hour. Nobody could get him off the stage. And they're just like, well, what do you do? It's James Brown. He just sat there and played. He's like, let's do music. And he was wired. And the guy was in his fucking 70s or whatever at the time. And uh, they just, because it's James Brown, they just let him do what he wants. Uh, <laughs> good night, James. It's Rest in peace, James. James Brown. <laughs> but you know, there's the dude, you've got to see this scene in interview with James Brown. He was high and he had just gotten out of prison or whatever. And they're like, Did you chase your wife with a lead pipe? Whatever. He's like, No, I didn't. Let's talk about music. <laughs> and she starts asking the question again. He just goes, living in America. It just like blurting out random things. You could not pin this guy down. And he's just so happy and smiling and singing that you're just like, fuck it. Just let him say what he wants. <laughs> See, I wish that we had YouTube back then because I was at that funeral. Oh, really? Yeah, my sister went to his last concert. I went to uh, Michael Jackson was at that funeral. Um, let's see. Who else did I meet at that funeral? Prince was there, but I didn't get a chance to meet him. But I got a chance to meet the legend Michael Jackson at that wow. funeral. Wow. Um, and another funeral I was at was a guy by the name of uh, General Norman Johnson. You're from Carolina, so you know who that is. Give me just a little more time. I was at his funeral. And um, it was like, the crazy part about him is like the guy that's over chairman of the board now, a guy by the name of Ken Knox, uh, he still plays music. They go out and, you know, because these beach music festivals, 
some of the best times you'll ever have. If mm -hmm. y'all never, y'all people in the chat never been to a beach music uh, festival, man, it's some of the best times you'll ever have. Go to Hatteras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outer Banks, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, freaking, mm -hmm. they even bring it inland. But if, I mean, Charleston's if always had a good music scene. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's like Nashville, Charleston, New Orleans. Yeah. Do you shag at all? I mean, you're from Carolina. Do you know how to shag? Of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's like. You I'm as southern as cornbread. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love, I, I mean, I had to learn how to shag in my teenage years. You know, they wasn't teaching shag on my side of town. So, when mm -hmm. I, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the crazy part is, though, we're going to circle back to. 9-11 before we roll out tonight um i wish that they would allow us to openly talk about this because i got a feeling probably within the next three to four weeks we're not even going to be allowed to have this conversation online oh i know it's vital that people build up the odysseys vks pure tubes and bit shoots and things because there's not gonna be anything left and one of those could fall soon that needs to be played. It's a game of whack-a-mole. You got to move platform to platform, and I have been on them all. You know, I am the canary in the coal mine. Hate. I don't. I'm not proud of that. I don't. I wish it wasn't. I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars from getting canceled constantly. So it's. But if we don't have free media, we are fucked because all your rights are predicated by the right to free speech. You lose right. that. You lose everything else you have. And the only people that are allowed to tell the news nowadays, these are the same people that are writing history. This is the reason you got so many. These, are the, these are the same news. people that praise Abe Lincoln. Right. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know what all that was about. If I was to read Lincoln quotes on YouTube, it would get banned. That's how what an ardent racist he was. Not just to blacks, but Indians. And that. he was a racist piece of shit. If I was to quote Abraham Lincoln on YouTube, it would get removed. Well, if you look at it too, you got all these we, we wear wicked witches, Johnny Bastard seeds, duppies, and fucking soy boy white guys that are sitting around talking about how could you have that flag, Ricky? And I'm like, how could you not know your history? Yeah. I mean, y'all are y'all claim y'all intellectual, but y'all sitting around reading all these books. Ask, that was <laughs> who attacked who? Right? Do you understand when we attack the rock and they fight back? They're not there because of Saddam or whatever. And people fighting in the South weren't all in love with Jefferson Davis or some. They're fighting because you're out there burning down their cities and attacking them. What the you're, fuck are they supposed to do? You're taking their farms. You're taking their plants. You're, you're overtaxing them. You're fucking. And then it was like, well, it was all about slavery. I was like, well, if that was the case, then why? Why do you announce that at the beginning of the war that this is the reason for it? Right. And then on top of that, they didn't do that either. Uh, wow. But then on top of that, why in the they hell did the they opposite? Have... They made the Corwin Amendment to enshrine slavery in the Constitution, and the South still left because that wasn't why they were seceding. Right. On top of that, let's mm -hmm. talk about how they segregated the troops in New, in, in New York and the Massachusetts. The Massachusetts, and it even says so in the movie Glory. And the and the contraband camps that they did, where they took all, they still needed the cotton, so they got all these freedmen and just put them back on the plantation and worked them to death. Thousands, tens of thousands of black people died in concentration camps working for the union army and not all Grant those, oversaw much of them. And uh, not all those slaves that escaped the slavery trade, the slave trade actually fought in the army. They were on the contraband camps. 
Mm-hmm. It was a small percentage that the union says y'all gonna go down south and fight for us, and they right. treated them bad. They paid missions. them. Yeah, they they, they it's, it's right them. there with the Irish getting killed. <laughs> right. Is that, you know, have you have you read the book Black Rednecks White Liberals? I think I got it. I think I got it up here actually. That's one of my favorite books. Let's see. Oh, uh, I've got some Talid and Thomas Sowell up here. I got wealth and poverty. I've got basic economics. I got oh, you should get this one. Black Lives Matter. Who wrote that one? Um, Talib Starks. He's a black guy. I got an autograph actually in there. Oh, sweet. Um, Does he get called to sell out a coon and an Uncle Tom like I do or Oh yeah. I mean I can't even show you some of the memes he put in here, but this guy, he runs the NNFL. Man, uh, you're gonna love this. You got I'm gonna introduce you to him. Y'all okay. get along swimmingly. <laughs> okay, we gotta that do right that there. on a Skype call one day, man. We yeah, you love that. he's he's got great work. They do this thing. <laughs> this is fucked up and funny, but dark humor. They got this thing where they've named all the high crime cities like Chicago, Detroit, you know, after football teams, and they talk about black and black crime like they're scoring points. So they're like the what they call the is it the the didn't do nothing the D- Detroit didn't do nothing didn't do's or something the Chicago. Uh, whatever Chicago Bears, whatever Chicago Bears or something, they got all these messed up football names, <laughs> and they just talk about whatever shootings happened that weekend. They're like, uh, the Chicago scored seven points and seventy three attempts, and da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it just like ESPN. <laughs> like, and see, that's the that's the craziest thing when you look at. Um, they had a sponsor by Ange. Ange- <laughs> it's like. Uh, Who's that fucking thing? He's like, what's in the other guy's wallet? They change all the uh, catchphrases for corporate things. Wow. They have uh, Aunt Jemima's didn't do nothing muffins, and then they had to replace Aunt Jemima because they got rid of Aunt Jemima. So it's just like uh, a, let's see a how black much square the question mark or whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's see, let's see how much sense this makes, okay? We're going to talk about Aunt Jemima real quick. This right here, people, they say, they say okay, now. And Uncle Ben. What, yeah. I don't even okay, and I don't even know one black person, whether if I talk to them online or meet them in person, that were offended by this. No, it's whites that get offended. I thought Uncle Ben was Indian when I was a kid. Okay. Doesn't say he's black. He kind of looks Native American. Yeah. So that's what well, I they thought. turned Aunt Jamama from a grandma to a MILF. I'd fuck Aunt Jamama how she look in that picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> she looked like the type that'll let you get the keys to her fucking Lexus she got perfect teeth yeah got perfect teeth you know uh, her kids grown you come over there and be her little she does boy have that kind of like uh, a black Donna Reed type of vibe glowing skin yes whatever like I like log cabin syrup as far as the syrups go but uh or that pure maple whatever but Aunt Jemima's good and Mrs. Butterworth it's all right. Aunt your mom's better, but why the fuck are you going to get rid of the icon? The best is Land of Lakes. <clears throat> they got rid of the Indian and kept the land. <laughs> <laughs> Just like life. They got rid of the Indian and kept the land. Now, let me ask you this. This was offensive, so they say. Then why aren't the white liberals attacking this guy? <laughs> I mean, he's he, 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 he represents the 18% that we just talked about. Hoodie hoos. People in poverty. 
He represents that eighteen percent that that gets the center stage. That shirt, Dude. though, huh? That shirt. That shirt, the gold grill, the fucking no limit tank, just sitting there bragged about selling dope, and he gets a breakfast line, and nobody's offended by this. <laughs> Uncle Pete, but you're offended by a milf and a fucking man who looks like he'd be just cool as fuck to hang Did out. Did they with get him. rid of Orville Webenbacher from the uh, popcorn box? Like, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a person <laughs> on a fucking ad like <laughs> <laughs> well i see why i'm getting canceled then on, on tiktok they just don't want a black guy on there it's like you they know, didn't get rid of lucky from lucky charms because the then irish the irish aren't a bunch of the irish aren't a bunch of thin-skinned soy boys you know <laughs> like hey don't you don't give them no ideas that'll come next they're man. gonna get rid of all the cereal mascots for sure it's just like uh, what the hell man getting rid of uncle ben and the Hispanics wasn't offended by Jose Ole, you know the Mexican. But think about it, like our our grandkids and children and stuff are not going to see. Like I thought it was good to see minorities on packages and stuff, because where I grew up, I, there weren't we didn't have any Asians, we didn't have many blacks, whatever. So that's the only place I got to see it, right? <laughs> and so it's like, you're you're making it even more segregated because you're getting rid of media, you know? <laughs> right. You know, here's the thing, man. With Aunt Jemima, being you know who she is, I wonder if you put Aunt Jemima on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, you're in like super rate. I would want to buy an older bottle that still had the icons on it and an older box of Uncle Ben just to like get it before they remove it, you know? Right, but think about it like this, too. What. I mean, there's so many different ethnicities. When we talk about ethnic cooking, right? We think mm-hmm. about rice, beans, uh, rice. We think about New Orleans. So, what's wrong with Uncle Ben on there? What do you want to? So, who who should we put on a bottle of pancake syrup? Jackie Chan? I don't know. Canadians, maybe maple. I'm not sure. Yeah. But then, can the white guys, you know, that got the couldn't Jackie rice? Chan also be on the rice? But they call that racist too. Well, they would, yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But are are you in denial that Asia eats a lot of rice? I mean, don't they? (laughs) They do here. (laughs) I eat lots of rice in Japan. (laughs) What about uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? That's what you should do. Go over the top. Just have like somebody with like the big rim hat and all that on the rice box. Have a black guy on KFC, like just do it all. <laughs> Why don't we? I mean, but see, here's the thing, though. And you know, even when the racists be cracking jokes on black people, they want to throw up KFC. I never see black people at KFC. We eat at Bojangles. We eat at fucking Popeyes. Now, if you wanted to go Chick Fil A like, versus Popeyes, are you in the in the trenches on that one? We got there's this thing. There's like a pot. It was Hotep, you know. Hotep. They were doing this Popeyes versus Chick Fil A thing. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, right. whatever's closer, I don't care. <laughs> right. But see, here's the thing about Popeye's fried chicken, man. Uh oh. Now we're getting serious. <laughs> Gloves are off. <laughs> I had a guy that was probably about five foot three ready to fight me. Was his when name Joseph the, Rosenbaum? When they, <laughs> when they <laughs> opened the Popeye's up in. Uh, Upper Charleston. Everybody was at the fucking restaurant that day, and I knew the lady that worked there. I told her to get have my order ready so I don't have to wait in that line. 
I go in and I pay for my food. This dude takes his shirt. I'm talking about how the fuck are you cutting in line? We've been here for 30 goddamn minutes. And I'm like, dude, back off. Please. He just kept going and going. And I'm like, please back off. And I'm just calm as I could be. I'm like, dude, back off. What, what you going to do? And I just kind of tapped my side like, let's not do this. I'm too old to be fighting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you a pussy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's chicken, bitch. Away now. You're 5'3", <laughs> and it's chicken. Yeah, I mean, they put something in that shit to make people ignorant. Because this dude was, like, ready to fight <laughs> me over some chicken. And I'm sitting over here. I just tapped myself. He like, loves Popeye's chicken, man. He's bowling up to a six foot seven guy with a piece. And he's like, don't cut in line. I want my chicken right now. <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, it's like, you know, he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about you probably ain't got a gun. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I'm walking away right now. Yeah, you better walk away. I'm like. Right, you're already leaving. And like, you better run. And I said, they acted like those dudes on the fucking, uh, that show that day. Ah, oh, yep. run, run. I'm like, dude, I got to go to work. I, I told I'm, you I'm, I was leaving. And then you start challenging. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had the, the, the luxury to sit online for four hours in the middle. I wanted of the to tag in so bad. I'm like, oh, they're doing Civil War shit. Get me in there. Me and Ricky will tear them up. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I didn't know it was going to be a debate. It was just more supposed to have been an interview with me and the host, you know. And then everybody was like, let me call in. I want a piece of him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not here to fight with you. I'm like, we're trying to come up with an agreeable ground. So here's my thing. If you can call me the N-bomb, then why did this flag offend you? We, we You know, you listen to music with the N-bomb, a word that was drenched in white supremacy. But the flag bothers you. We got a 114 from P1 Dizzy. A 114? Yep. What's that? Uh, a shackle chat. Oh, a shackle chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hooray. <laughs> what's, the, what, what's, the, what's on the shackle chat? Uh, she's just sending love, man. That's all. Just loving. Okay. She's she really looking forward to the two of us talking. Oh, so listen Donna to Z us both. Oh, Donna Z just sent me some money, too. I got to do it. Here we go. Y'all ready? Here we go. Donna Z, this is for you. She never chats, though. She always just, like, sends money from afar. I'm trying to get her on Kevin Samuels. Oh, Donna Z? Yeah. Why? (laughs) I'll tell you in a second. All right, let me see. Let me give Donna Z her dance. Anybody want to watch me dance for Butter Biscuits? Y'all know what to do. Here we go. My good friend. And another one because she's sitting in a good one. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> then I like the last up. one with the super smile, but the one with the lips. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? You know that the white lady you showed that you said you'd run away for? Put her back on the screen for a second. Yeah. He put her on the screen and the guy doing the lip thing. That's what he, he just saw that and he, he spontaneously <laughs> happened. <laughs> I would do that again just for okay, Donna Z. This is you right here. Hold on, let me see what do I do with it. Okay, hey Donna Z, here you go. <laughs> he was looking at that. He was looking and at started that. doing. <laughs> <We're awful. laughs> we're going to hell for that one man <laughs> donna z is awesome she never talks in the chat do i see donna z in the chat somewhere 
But you say you was wanting to get her on Kevin Samuels. She oh, she's watching him. Like she's on to him, like watching his stuff, not like on the show. She don't need oh, yeah. She, yeah. She, I mean, but well, Donna Z be on but when she's in the chat room, whatever she do speak is just like boom, like showstopper yeah. shit, you know. Yeah, she's in mine too. They um I met her in person uh when I went to California. Really lovely couple. Uh, and yeah, it's good people. Kevin, um, we gotta get him. We gotta do a show with him too. He's just slaying a man. Dude, he, he can it's like, do you want to be married? He just asks the same questions, he gets them all down. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talked to him in forever though. It's been a minute, but yeah. You was talking to Kevin Samuels when he was small time, weren't you? Yeah. He was he wasn't nothing. He'd uh just had a divorce and stuff, and now he's a life coach. So and he's also a martial artist who likes tool. I know. That's you know, that's like, like right up my alley. You're that makes like, him so cool. It's like you like tool and martial arts and you're slaying dragons, you're awesome. Good, well, very good dresser too. Very stylish. Uh, so was you, uh Ken Sinolo is another he's in those circles. I'm gonna tell you somebody <clears> I'm jealous of on this site, and I'm jealous in a good way, but if I could hate on this one this person, I would. Fucking uh Jessica X. Why? She, She's she's she got this beautiful British accent. She could tell me to jump off a bridge with that voice, and I would. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it. Go ahead and jump off the bridge, Ricky. Okay, hold on. I, I'm about to do it. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's just water. <laughs> but she has. She never gets on the camera, but she makes money. Like she makes bread, like serious mm-hmm. bread. I saw one guy drop. I saw no. I saw I saw her get over like you can tell a person's age because we say dough and bread, and the next ones talk about cheese, yeah, cheddar. (laughs) How did that happen? Mad bread. I'm sitting here like, and don't even show her 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 face, but that voice is just enough to carry you away. That voice could be on this right here, and it would be. I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm in. You could get her voice and put it on this woman here that I'm about to show you, and I'd be like, okay, I, I understand. Uh, let me see here. Take <laughs> <laughs> you can put her voice on that, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm in." I'd be confused. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do a drinking stream. <laughs> I don't drink anymore, but you know, that's what we ought to do, man. We ought to start going to the trenches. Where, but I got to get my chat room fixed there. That's the only. Yeah. Maybe you can help me with that, man. What sucks is like we, there's a lot of shit we could do if you're allowed to do shit on YouTube, but you're not. But there's so many shows we could go on and just blow it up. But oh well. No, we gotta. I gotta get the chat room uh, fixed in my. Do you know how to get a chat room set up in a stream like you know like my my website? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we can do that. And you should use Entropy too. Like, okay. They let you say whatever you want in there. Yeah, but I want to drive the traffic home to the website though, because that's the brand. You see what I'm saying? Um, oh, you, you still can. It's um, but yeah, it's better to have it on the website where people can chat right under the video. Yes, right. like over here in YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. but every time I go live, the the video just overpowers the website, so people can't chat and talk at the same time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we got to do that for real, man. We got to get you some more YouTube exposure. You know what I'm saying? Even though we get you on Substack too. I I'm gonna introduce you to him. That's you're gonna like 
that's the next the whole next week you're just gonna be watching that we're like this guy is awesome <laughs> and is he on youtube or entropy oh hell no he ain't on youtube he's uh <laughs> he had to go straight to his website <laughs> <laughs> that's the way my website is you got to come straight to it yeah but someone's like hell no they ain't on youtube i'm like okay sounds like something i want to see <laughs> damn Check um i will contact lana on vk for you okay and, uh, cool. try and set that up since you lost your twitter and i gotta bounce man it's been fun too, as always man. this has been real hey guys if y'all want to watch this stream after tonight, you got to go watch it on the website. Rod Dawson, mm-hmm. it's gonna, um, it'll be available on the website for you to, to grab and put on your. I will, I'll put it on my site and I'll link back to yours so they can go ahead and add and bookmark that and stuff. How about that? Awesome. How do I send this to you? Because this is a big ass file. We transfer, I'll okay. tell you on Skype. Yeah, uh, okay, cool. Well, cool, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out tonight. And hang around, Rod, because we can actually talk on this when I get done. Um, but thank you guys for coming out tonight. Remember, Patriots, where we go one, we go all. United, we stand, divided, we fall. Donna Z, thanks for the cash app. Let me see if I got any more before I leave so I can. Okay, so that was just Donna Z. So thank you guys for coming out tonight. And Donna Z, thank you. You're awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Now we're from our sponsors. Once again, thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoy my content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on my YouTube channel. And also free of charge, subscribe and join the Melanated Rebel News Network's webpage, where if you like my content on YouTube, you will love my content on the website at mrnewsnetwork.com, a First Amendment, patriot-friendly safe space powered by M. Foster Creations. Also there, you can upload your own videos, have others to comment, like, and subscribe to them as well. In the forums page, score some cool merch from my clothing line, 45foreverapparel.com, and become a member of a growing family of patriots. If you want to be a blessing to my work, feel free to cash at me at the link in the description box below. Remember, patriots, where we go one, we go all. United we stand, divided we fall. I'm Ricky Manor of the Melanated Rebel News Network signing off. God bless you all. God bless America.